Welcome back, my friends. It's been a long hiatus. It's August 18th, 2021, and you are tuned into Canadian Patriot Radio. I am your host, Critch. The Wallflowers. We got a very interesting show for you guys today. Um, our Ontario Connection chef and Todd uh, took it to Justin Trudeau the other day. And uh, Chef in particular, let him have it. It was good stuff. We're going to play the footage for you later in the show. Um, extremely proud of both these guys. Um, just great work, you guys. Uh, uh, it, it's so good because uh, Justin Idiot actually reached out to give Chef a sh- um, an elbow bump. And <laughs> Chef's like, don't touch me. <laughs> I just about fell over when I saw that footage. Now, of course, uh, Fascist Book isn't letting anybody share it. I even tried to share it with some of uh, some of my um, contributors out here, and I uh, couldn't get it to them even via Messenger. So, of course, they're all over it. You know, the Canadian uh, the Canadian government and Facebook are definitely conspiring together to block any bit of like opposition to to anything that. Uh, you know the narratives or the uh, chosen politicians that are are placed in power in this country it's so pathetic um it's just amazing to to see the level of censorship that they're doing so unfortunately right now i guess we're all still on these platforms and we're still like you know we're still kind of playing along todd's over on bitshoot for any of you that are are interested in his uh in, in viewing what his coverage of this. We're going to cover some of it on the show, but if you want to see the video rather than just listening to the audio, uh, I recommend going over to BitChute and uh, looking up Rise Up News, and you'll find his clip from this, and it's it's great to watch. It's you got to see you know how not only uh, Trudeau reacts to Chef, but just the people around him, like the, you know, the hypnotized people that we talk about on the show all the time are present around Chef through the whole thing. And he does a great job in just avoiding them, um, you know, just kind of uh, being very political and, and just saying, hey, I've got a right to speak. And, and he, uh, both the guys did a, t- a terrific job. Anyway, what I, want, what I want to do in the pre-show is I want to cover just an interesting little clip from CNN. Can you believe that? We're going to cover CNN. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of um, <clears throat> interesting because it, in the cruise world... Um, you guys uh, are probably aware that to even cruise now, you got to be double vaccinated, and of course they're having they're having breakouts of COVID on cruise ships. Well, how is that possible? <laughs> Where's it coming from? Because there's no unvaccinated people in this scenario. So how does that happen? The title of this article reads: "27 COVID cases reported aboard Carnival cruise ship." This is by Marnie Hunter, and it was written on August 13th. More than two dozen cases of COVID-19 have been detected among crew and passengers aboard a Carnival cruise ship, according to the Belize Tourism Board. One passenger and 26 crew members tested positive prior to calling on the port in Belize City, a news release from the Tourism Board said. All 27 infected individuals are vaccinated and most are asymptomatic, according to the release. Now let's just step out for a minute. You, the Canadian media, you guys are seeing it as well as me. The Canadian media is blaming all the all the breakout cases in the the double vaccinated people in this country on the unvaccinated. So explain this to me. How does this happen in a controlled environment? <clears throat> now they're going to tell you that someone probably, you know, the the retort to that would be, well, someone was exposed to an unvaccinated infected person before boarding the ship. But I mean, they'd been at cruise for how long already, right? And the Delta variant is supposed to be extremely fast. Like within two days, you can be showing symptoms or I forget how I, you know, I did see it at one point, but I mean, you can be exposed and within, within two days, you're full blown sick from it. Let's carry on. Belize tourism officials met virtually with Carnival Cruise officials on Tuesday to discuss the situation before passengers disembarked in Belize City. During that meeting, the team at Carnival noted that all positive cases had been isolated and contact tracing has ended with no additional positive cases found, and that the infected crew and passengers do not pose a threat to guests, crew, or frontline workers in Belize. According to the Tourism Board's news, passengers were allowed to disembark in Belize for normal shore excursions with one additional precaution. All guests with a negative COVID-19 test were required to provide proof to Belize officials, while random testing for those without proof. Carnival Cruise said in a statement that it is managing a small number of COVID cases on the current Carnival Vista voyage, but declined to specify exactly how many. 
A small number of positive cases was also reported by a cruise line on the previous sailing of Carnival Vista out of Galveston, Texas, that promoted the company to institute its new fleet-wide mask rule for all passengers in certain indoor spaces a few days earlier on that Carnival uh, Vista sailing. Guests on board the July 31st to August 7th sailings were not were notified and kept updated, and the CDC and destination officials had been apprised. The company said of the recent COVID cases. Stepping up the rules as the pandemic in- evolves. The Belize Tourism Board noted that additional protocols, including the use of N95 masks by crew and the closure of crew social areas, were implemented aboard the current voyage. The health and safety and well-being of our guests, crew, and... The destinations we visit are our priority. All activities on the ship are taking place and our guests have been terrific at adapting to our new protocols, Carnival said, noting that that its safety protocols go beyond the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention guidelines. Belize Tourism Board reported that that crew on the ship are 99.98% vaccinated. Okay, so there is there is a little small percentage there of people that are unvaccinated. But keep, keep in mind, all the cases were in-vaccinated people. <laughs> but there's an out there. Uh, you can see why I'm highlighting that, because they have an out. They're just going to blame it on the unvaccinated, even though they weren't the ones testing positive, which is the same game that we're seeing in Canada. Uh, and passengers are 96.5% vaccinated. Those figures meet the CDC requirement for 95% of both crew and passengers to be vaccinated in order for a ship to sail without first conducting a trial cruise to test COVID safety measures. In addition to the policy introduced last week requiring all guests, even those who are vaccinated, to wear masks in certain indoor areas, Carnival is stepping up its testing rules, requiring that all guests to present a negative COVID-19 test prior to embark embarking uh, that policy goes into effect on august 14th the rapid spread of the delta variant has seen an uptick in reported cases of breakthrough infections in vaccinated people vaccinations have been highly effective at pre- preventing serious illness but they are not 100 percent. oh there's a narrative shift there remember how they were telling us that this that the vaccines were going to fully protect you from covid19 up until double vaccinated people started getting it we got to pay attention to these uh, these little changes, these little subtle changes in these um, articles, because now they're trying to adopt, uh, change their narrative, but they forget that uh, there are people like you and me watching how they're doing this the whole time. Plus, they think we're stupid. <laughs> well, most of the stupid people are double vaccinated. Sorry to have to burst your bubble there. Belize officials and the cruise line indicated that their safety protocols anticipate COVID-19 cases and are working as designed to mitigate risk when cases are detected. Carnival Vista August 14th voyage will sail as planned, Carnival said. So, there is a little small window there. Um, And I think they probably, you know, when you really think about this, they probably did that intentionally. Um... You know that they leave that so the 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 cdc requirement is for 95 percent of both crew and passengers to be vaccinated in order for a ship to sail well that five percent leaves that window open so they have someone to blame uh for the for the infections is exactly what that is they're going to still blame the unvaccinated like we're seeing in canada and even though on this ship and in this scenario none of the unvaccinated people came down with covid19 just a trend we're seeing all over the place except for here in canada because they're still just reporting it as an unvaccinated pandemic but we also know that they do follow the same the same rules and recommendations of of the who which recommended that you do not have to report breakthrough cases or uh, not severe breakthrough breakthrough cases um so you know damn well that they're leaving out a lot of numbers probably all across canada Anyway, my friends, let's uh, let's get the show started. We'll be right back. Welcome, friends, to Canadian Patriot Radio, where conspiracy is not theory and political corruption finds the spotlight.
At CPR, we are committed to upholding Canadians' God-given rights to life, liberty, and freedom with all thy sons. Command. All right, welcome back, my friends. Um, what I want to do now is I want to turn it over to Rise Up News. Um, Todd did a great job here. He uh, he was interviewing people in the streets uh, prior to uh, Justin Idiot's um, arrival to Coburg, and uh, he he was kind of getting just a feel of the people. So I think we'll start his his clip there. Um, so you can kind of see, like you, you know, you'll be able to clearly hear the hypnotism in some of these people. And then uh, the opposition, right? You've you've got people, uh, level-headed people that are are opposing Justin Trudeau. So we'll uh, we'll turn it over to Rise Up News and uh, start this clip and uh, <clears throat> see see what Todd has uncovered for us. Gun owners in Canada, you know, all of us that are legitimate gun owners in Canada, it, it, we're the we come to criminals. We you know, we go from being the honest the honest person that wants to go hunting on the weekend to a criminal that is around the people that they're you know, shooting people like you see in Toronto. You know, that's all these criminals, and they're still going to get their guns, they're still going to do what they want to do, no matter what Justin Trudeau does. Um, assault rifles are no more deadly than any other rifle gun out there. Assault, yeah. assault rifles are no more deadly than any other gun out there, and you know what, they get just a bad show, and Trudeau doesn't have a clue what he's talking about when it comes to firearms. Just um, motivated, uh, just there's a passion within me just because uh, to oppose Trudeau. Uh, I think he's destroying the country. He's a traitor. Uh, I'm going to keep it as clean as I can. Uh, I despise the man. Uh, he has betrayed everything for which our forefathers laid their lives down for, and he sold us out to the CCP, to this new world order, this global, whatever you want to call it or whatever. And, uh, you know, if it's just one voice and one word or you know, to raise a voice or whatever. I don't have a sign, I didn't have time to prepare or whatever, but I'm gonna say it and he's gonna hear it, hopefully. Anyway, and that's all. I like the Prime Minister. I think he did a great job during the pandemic. Best in the world. Best in the world? Yeah. That's great, and have you supported the Liberal government your whole life, or have you a new Liberal supporter, or I, have your political um, views changed over the years? I'm actually, I never voted until all my life, until last year. Yeah? Yes. And of uh, Justin Trudeau's policies, what policy would you say is your favorite, the one that speaks to you the best? We need to do something about climate change. That's the most important thing, or we won't be here to vote. Excellent. Well, we've come to see the Prime Minister. We heard he was coming. He was at this restaurant, and we thought we'd come and have a look. And, sir, are you a supporter of the Prime Minister? Or, uh, I mean, are you okay on camera saying what your political views are, uh, whether you support him or not? Oh, yeah, sure. No, we don't support him, actually. I, I'm not a big fan of Trudeau. I don't think he's doing a fantastic job, especially with the pandemic and with a number of other global issues. Um, but it's a big deal. We're here. We live in this town, and it's a big deal that he's come to our town, and we want to support that. Um, other people also should come in, uh, come here to Colbert. Disgusting. He's a traitor. That's absolutely... He should be tried for treason. And we all know the uh, just punishment for, for traitors, really. Honest to God, like he is an absolute traitor. He has sold us out to uh, a, a horrific regime in the CCP. And I mean, we all saw it, like when he gave that pontification wherever it was in Toronto, so that he had a great deal of admiration for, uh, you know, basic dictatorship, the government of China. Uh, communist totalitarian government of China, the tyrants that they are. It's disgusting. And then, by the way, what about uh, 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 Spaber and Kovrig? What about these guys? You know, here they are languishing in jail. Their families, their loved ones and everything are just wringing their hands with grief. And this, this so-and-so is gallivanting around the country now, decided to, to call a snap election. Could give a rat's arse about them. And it sickens my guts. I've got a loud uh, voice and I got a big mouth and hopefully he's gonna hear a few words. That's all. <laughs> I love this guy. Well, we initially came here to eat at the restaurant down by the lake, which is really good. But then we found out that Justin Trudeau's dropping by. So we thought we'd stop by and see what he has to say and 
what his platform's all about and what can he do for Canadians to make us want to vote for him. Um, all I want to do is just see him, maybe take a photo. I think he's pretty cute. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'd be happy to get a selfie with you. He is the selfie prime minister. Uh, so I'm guessing you're a liberal, you're a liberal supporter. Um, you're going to be voting in this election? I can't vote, but if I could, then yeah, I'd vote for him. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, what would you say is your favorite policy that... Uh, so, yeah, like his policy, what is it that that you can get behind that Justin Trudeau is for? Uh, I don't know any of his policies. Okay. So. We live in a free country and that's all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Free health care. And this guy well, isn't well, making it's, all it's the... It's not actually free health care, but no, it, it has been for me. <laughs> well, my entire you, life. you check your paycheck. It's, it's definitely not free health care. But, uh, but you're a supporter sure as well. You're here to see the Prime Minister. Oh, I love the Prime Minister. Man. He's yeah. a rock star. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah. Right <laughs> He's the most popular person in Canada by far. Yeah, yeah, I love the guy for sure. Right on. And policy-wise, what policy would you say speaks to you the most? I would not vote Liberal. I usually vote NDP. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't really care about that. Just uh, politics aside, I just want to see the guy. Thanks very much. Freedom means everything. And that's why we are here. Um, because in this country, which is a fantastic place to be, freedom means everything, but it needs to be protected. And that's what we hope our leaders will do. Just, uh, I wish people would wake up and realize what's happening in our country here. It just sickens my heart. It, it really does. It sickens the heart to see, you know, with respect to what we were, glorious and free, and what we've become, and how the better part of 40 million people are obliging it all and uh, complying with all this madness that comes right straight down from Ottawa. And uh, all the smirks, all the photo ops, all the nonsense from him, I just find it unbearable. And I wish people would just wisen up and waken up to it, put an end to this here. It's called a snap election. We've got to get with it. We've got to boot this guy out and get some credibility back in uh, power back up in Ottawa. That's about all. You, as you can tell here now, Todd's moved over to the footage of when uh, Justin Idiot arrives. So you can hear the mix of uh, of cheers here. Uh, people calling him a traitor and people like genuinely cheering for him. So what I'd like to do now <clears throat> is shift it over to uh, Chef's footage of it. I know it's I know this is extremely confusing uh, to hear just the audio, um, so you can't really um, pick apart what's happening. But you you got a um, you know a mix of people here. You got people that are uh, you know calling him a traitor, calling him out, and then you got people that are are straight up. Um, <clears throat> They're just completely hypnotized. There's no other way. You guys heard it. You heard it in Todd's interviews. Um, 
you know, <laughs> it's just sad. I, I don't, I don't want to degrade these people, but you know, I'll just go as far as to say is they're completely, completely hypnotized. Um, it, it's hard to, you know, as, as I mature, I guess, and age, it's, it's, it's harder and harder to slam these people because they just are completely, you know, the whole system is designed to hypnotize them. So it's, it's, I don't know. As you guys know, there are times when I will pick these people completely apart. <laughs> but uh, today I'm just going to give them a break because the fellas did such a good job on their own. Um, so we can let them do it for us. Okay, let's, let's uh, switch over to chef's footage now. You criminal! Criminal! Treasonous bastard! What? No! He's a treasonous bastard! He deserves to be in jail! Fuck Trudeau! Fuck Trudeau! Criminal! Rotten jail! You criminal! I can say what I want, it's a free country, bud. Well, unplug your ears, man. <laughs> criminal! <laughs> Trudeau needs to rot in jail! Criminal! So we can hear the shit coming out of his mouth? <laughs> Treason! Currently, Chef's got a guy trying to block his view because he's calling him out. So he's just moving to a different spot. So again, I know this is hard to interpret. Uh, Chef's just trying to move around where he can, uh, 
you know, kind of get a better better view of them and and uh, kind of be able to confront them, I guess, a little bit better. <clears throat> Back to Cuba. <laughs> Traitor! Traitor! Oh, that was fun. <laughs> you bum? I agree. Oh, hate the guy. I hate the guy. I was so pumped up to come down here. How's it feel? I don't know. I need to back up. So now what Chef has done is he's moved right where uh, Justin Trudeau has to walk to to get out. And he's got himself basically right in the front line here. So this is the interaction that is just epic. Uh, had me just about fall over. Now Trudeau's right, almost right beside him. Don't touch me. I hope you go to jail. I hope you go to jail. <laughs> go to jail. I wonder. Oh, man. Good enough for me, guys. Treasonous, scandalous bastard in this town. Treasonous, scandalous bastard. Deserves to be in jail. Feel good for myself. Anyway, folks, I got to hit the road. Peace out. Stay safe. So um, I got to... Chef, when you listened to this episode, what uh, what did he say? Um, when you said, don't touch me, you belong in jail. Um, what did he say to you? Because you could see he was nodding, but I couldn't I couldn't quite make out what he said. So let me know uh, via text what he actually said to you when in that in, in that uh, interaction, because that was just so epic. Now, for everybody else listening, I know that was extremely confusing. You're, you're not getting the full picture of what went down, but uh, our patriotic brothers and sisters in Ontario went went down and made sure that their voices were heard and, and called them out. Uh, and it was just so epic to see from the fellas. Uh, great work, you guys and gals. Um, a lot of support from the West for what you guys did there. Um, I, I don't know if he's going to come our way, and if he does, I will do the exact same thing. Uh, uh, me with along of all the patriots out here will do the exact same thing. Uh, we'll tr we will uh, you know basically attempt to get in his face and call him out for what he's been doing. You know, from everything from Nexium to paying off uh, uh, the SNC Lavalin scandals. Uh, you know, basically getting his friends richer through money laundering schemes through the Clinton Foundation. We've seen it all from this guy. Uh, basically. Uh, shutting up and and uh, kicking females out of his cabinet like the list is so on and on and on actually that reminds me there's a great summary <clears throat> that was sent to me by another person that uh, we're going to cover now just just to summarize a lot of the stuff that we've seen from this clown okay Prime Minister Ju uh, Trudeau should not receive one vote in October's election what did the Trudeau and the Liberals do that was so bad the Minister of Defense is guilty of public perjury, gross negligence causing a threat to national security and should be in jail. The Minister of Finance engaged in insider trading and sh <clears throat> that should be a 10-year sentence. The Minister of Immigration actively and quietly attempted to remove protections of FGM, female genital mutilation, from the Canadian Citizen Citizenship Guide, which had he succeeded would have provided a lawful excuse under the current Canadian laws for practitioners of this crime on humanity to never face sentencing or punishment if they perform it here. This is domestic terror. 
The Prime Minister is guilty of domestic terrorism as well, whereas 1, according to Section 83, Subsection 1 and 83, Subsection 9 of the Criminal Code of Canada, any political leader in Canada who incites, endorses, supports or forces any ideology upon the citizens of Canada is guilty of domestic terror. Number two, any citizen who is actively sending money by donation or otherwise to any organization that has known affiliations to terrorists is committing domestic terror. He blew the Asia-Pacific deal. He blew the helicopter deal with the Philippines. He blew the uh, pipeline deal. He blew the deal with China. He blew the deal with Europe. He screwed up immigration. What more do people need to realize Trudeau is a complete failure at everything he does? Do we need to mention the fiasco at our southern border? At the G7, he pledged $400 million to education around the world, along with another $180 million to the Global Partnership for Education in Europe. None of it is going to fix our messed up school system here at home. Meanwhile, education costs are skyrocketing for our youth, making university a mountain too high to climb for many. He pledged $241 million to family planning around the world, including a $20 million don- donation to the bill. Actually, that's wrong. Uh... It's a $600 million donation to the Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation. This all happened while he told vet veterans that they were asking for too much. He pledged $2.65 billion to climate change at the Commonwealth Leadership Summit, and now he is trying to bully the provinces into new taxes to pay for this pledge. He pledged $300 million to uh, Rohingya refugee, uh, the Rohingya refugee crisis while we have a refugee crisis in our own flooding into Quebec that he won't address. He pledged $125 million to Caribbean reconstruction while our own infrastructure in cities is falling apart. He pledged $650 million to sexual reproductive health in Haiti and around the globe, wanting safer abortions for women while many women in our own country are left without a family doctor. He pledged $50 million to Palestine for flood relief while New Brunswick had some of the worst flooding in decades this past spring. He pledged $840 million to Syria for humanitarian assistance while half the native reserves in our country don't have clean drinking water. He gave $10.5 million to a convicted, convicted terrorist in a backroom deal that has led to another $30.8 million paid out for three other fellers who say they were wrongfully detained. And just recently, he spent $4.5 billion on a pipeline that, and now the courts have ruled it shut down. Good investment for Canada, he said. Pressured Jody Wilson-Raybould repeatedly and inappropriately with several different high-ranking officials to offer SNC-Lavalin a DPA instead of prosecution for repeated and sustained corruption after the former AG had determined they were ineligible for such a deal. Lied about the above having ever taken place. Replace Canada's old F-18s with Australia's old F-18s. His love of all things Castro and all things Red China. Imposes tough regulations and taxes on oil from Alberta, Saskatchewan and Newfoundland, but not oil from Saudi Arabia. Every new project has to undergo strict environmental assessments, except cement plants in Quebec. Or cities that dump raw sewage into uh, natural waterways like Vancouver and Montreal says that a proposed pipeline must consider the intersection of sex and gender with other identity factors. What does that even mean? Thinks older Canadians should be replaced. Chases foreign companies and their investment capital out of the country like they have the plague. Chases our World War I soldiers out of our national anthem, lest we forget. Which, my friends, is something we end the show with every show. In all thy sons command. Oh, where was I? Brings in tens of thousands of unemployable refugees, tweets out a welcome that tens of thousands more fake refugees from the U.S. US, even gets the RCMP to be their bellhops. All his fake refugees get better health care than Canadians do, while they put a strain on all our public services and contribute very little. Continuously uses identity politics, then complains about identity politics. Forgot Alberta was a province. Called small business owners tax cheats. Asks questions about money spent on illegal immigration, and he calls them intolerant racists. We have an equalization program, but he gives half of it to one province. Says diversity is our greatest greatest strength, but his diverseness tears, tears us apart. 
screws up our trade relations with most important trade partner because he failed to stop Chinese steel from flowing through the states and he won't give up supply ma- and he won't give up supply management which hurts Canadian consumers. 8 million for a skating rink, 4.5 billion for a 65-year-old pipeline. Uh, and Kinder Morgan uses that money to build a pipeline in Texas. Billions added to the national debt. Kokanee Groper elbowed a female MP while dragging another MP by the arm in a uh, petulant huff. Illegal migrants are just irregular border crossers. Gets India to invest $250 million in Canada, but we have to invest $750 million in India first. Compared returning ISIS terrorists to Italian immigrants and says they will be an extraordinary powerful voice for Canada. That right there is Treason 101. That one he, uh, like you heard some of the people in Todd's interview, uh, the one guy in particular, that right there should carry the uh, penalty of death. If he's ever convicted or ever even, if there's ever a justice system in this country, that one right there, we should bring back public hangings for right there. Uh, Let's terrorists keep their Canadian citizenship. Thinks Canada is 100 years old instead of 150, generally making life less affordable for the average Canadian. Gave Canadian taxpayers money to Hamas. They're supporting a known terrorist entity. Increasing the number of personal uh, pronouns to 50. (laughs) Outrage over fake racist, racist attacks. Says nothing about real terrorist attacks. Spent a little over $1.5 million on a trip to India that did nothing but worsen ties. Plus paid, plus paid over 17000 to Vikra Vij, a chef in Vancouver, to prepare a meal for a meeting in New Delhi. And is the only PM convicted of four ethics violation, and that is the short list. Now this was all written and summarized by a, a gal by the name of Carmen Jansen. Great job, Carmen. So... <clears throat> And, and, you know, you guys know of many more than that list entailed. We all are quite aware of more uh, than this. Like, she left out the Westgrade deal, um, the NDA, the non-disclosure agreement between him, and we are don't know, but the girl could have been as young as, what, 12, 13? And uh, for sexual relations, you know, the NDA didn't include the father of the girl. So that's how we have some of the information that we do have. Uh, They said she was 17 and the father said, no, she was way younger at the time. So keep in mind, this is speculation. So I can't actually prove that. But that has what what has been reported by specific outlets that she was way younger than 17. So that, uh, you know, right there, you can assume that he's got pedophilia tendencies, if any of it's true which it's just weird how the Canadian uh, media just avoided that like the plague. So that was a big one that concerned me. Not to mention that SNC-Lavalin was involved in the trafficking of children to Syria. And let's not forget that Justin Trudeau has immediate ties or was placed by a first-hand witness at a Nexium recruitment party in upstate New York. Like this guy is the biggest sleaze now it now here's the thing here's the here's the thing that i'd like canadians to think about or anybody listening to this show is there anybody in the upper echelons of politics that are any better from what i am understanding from specific people that know the ins and outs of this country they are all selected all of them and all of them have these problems now how deep it goes i don't know but i have been told by uh, someone that I believe to be telling the truth that even here in the sketch that Scott Moe has got serious issues. Now what those are, I don't have the details yet. I'm working on trying to get in front of this person or be able to interview this person to get more details. But it sounds like from coast to coast to coast that the leaders have been selected for multiple, probably decades, if not half a century, if not even a century. It we might be the exact same thing that we see in the U.S., and I wouldn't doubt that it is, that our leaders have been selected right from the very start. The elections are just a farce, and they place into power, um, you know, they flip-flop back between uh, the two the two arms of the exact same machine uh, to try and keep us at bay when they start pushing too hard towards fascism, like they are right now. And uh, it's just, <clears throat> people are still going to vote for Trudeau. That's the part that blows me away, that there are still going to be people that vote for this fucking treasonous bastard like you heard chef say and he's being and you know you got to keep in mind that you know me like chef i I, there's way worse things i would like to say but you can be charged you could be singled out 
and be labeled a domestic terrorist if you really let your true true feelings fly. You know, I'm sure Chef wanted to say this guy needs to hang. Because that's what exactly what I'd want to say. But right there, <laughs> you could be pinned. Look at what they did to all the patriots at the, on uh, January 6th in the U.S. Basically, people that uh, weren't even the ones causing all the grief that were just at uh, a tr- basically a, a speech by Trump and then went over to the uh, to the Capitol buildings and uh, the police invited them in and they wandered around and took a tour of uh, of the Capitol and they're calling this the the greatest assault on the Capitol in modern history and now 500 of them are in jail without charges without you know like they're basically political prisoners like it's just this world is going to hell in a handbasket in a hurry but there is a lot of hope i i listen to very you know insiders and and people that are uh i guess humanitarians you could even go above and beyond the word patriot and just say humanitarians that are trying to fight back at every level and all of us are too like you know you just can't i can't express enough how big of a value it is to have people like chef and todd in the front lines wherever this asshole shows his fucking globalist face people need to be there like these people should not be safe in the streets now i'm not promoting violence but I want them to feel intimidated. I want them to feel like, holy crap, I don't want to be in front of these people. They fucking hate me. Well, yeah, we do. Other than your hypnotized Muppets that have got double vaxxed, you know, they're completely double vaxxed and they're just going to eat up every word you say. There's still a huge faction of us that absolutely despise you. But we won't resort to violence. We're going to do exactly what Chef and Todd did and we're going to get in your face and call you out for the shit you've pulled. You know, I, I've, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how this, this is playing out, right? So it kind of, you know, I've got a, quite a few articles up and I'm just kind of going on a, just off the cuff here. Like they're going to push the, uh, you know, actually let's listen to a clip from Trudeau and then this is a perfect segue. Fr- this clip from Trudeau is a perfect segue into the thought I've got rolling through my head right now. Actually, I've got two clips of this fascist fuck. Uh, one just here. I'll just play the first one, then we'll move right into the second one. Is uh, if anyone who doesn't have a legitimate medical reason for not getting fully vaccinated chooses to not get vaccinated, there will be consequences. Okay, so now he's threatening us. Uh, that's an open threat to any one of us that is choosing not to partake in a uh, um, a medical experiment or uh, experimental injection that we have no long term studies on. So there's absolutely no sense to even threaten us with that. Now let's listen to what what else he's uh, he's threatening us with. Good morning, Prime Minister Marika Walsh with the Globe and Mail. Following on your response to Louis's question, can you please be specific? You you're championing this plan, but we don't actually hear from you how it's going to work. So moving away from the federal service and looking at travelers and planes, trains, cruises. What happens to those travelers who refuse to be vaccinated and do not have a medical exception? Will they be allowed an accommodation or can they not travel? Uh, Canadians know that the way to get through this pandemic is for everyone to get vaccinated. So unless people have a medical exception, they will not be able to board a plane or a train in Canada if they are unvaccinated. That is about protecting our young people. It's about protecting Canadians. We are absolutely unequivocal on that because this is how we get through this pandemic. So Larry flat out tells you what they're planning. So now if they get a majority, this is exactly what we got to prepare for. Not to mention we've got um, a couple of bills that are just going to limit our freedoms online among go way further than that. Now, the strategy that's being... um, you know, when these globalists have such a foothold here, you can't, <clears throat> I don't mean to sound like a defeatist here, but you can't get revved up and try and stop what they're going to do. What you need to do, what I'm thinking is we need to play in their own arena. Now, what we've learned something very crucial from Pat King's case. Now, he might have he might have lost it, uh, but he did subpoena the uh, health minister out of Alberta 
and they basically had to admit he had Ottawa. They changed his case. You guys are fully aware of what I'm talking about. They changed his his case from uh, Pat King versus Dina Hinshaw uh, to Pat King versus the Queen of uh, uh, Her Majesty the Queen. Now, the, being the reason was because they wanted to get federal prosecutors involved. Um, and but what he did was. As, as clever as they all were, and they snuck some pasta, they did some shady stuff and got him convicted, whatever. We know they don't play fair, that's fine. But he got it on the record that uh, the government of Alberta couldn't produce uh, what he was requesting, which was uh, give me a purified, isolated sample of COVID-19. Now, we've heard, about, we've heard about this all over the world, but this is the first time it's on the record in Canada. No, it, it isn't the first time, actually. Uh, we had... Um, we had... Uh, it was Health Canada, I believe, that was uh, subpoenaed by, now I forget her name. I'm just going off the cuff, like I said. But there was a girl in Canada that actually did all this work, and we knew they couldn't produce it a long time ago. Uh, probably a year ago, we knew that they couldn't produce it, but now we've got it on record in a court of law. So what I'm getting at here is, I think, if the Liberals get a majority, I don't know about Peter O'Toole. I don't know what to say about him. Uh, I think you're probably going to face the same thing. Let's just say... If, uh, the Conservatives get uh, a minority or a majority this time, we might be facing the exact same thing from the Conservatives. Uh, with Peter O'Toole's uh, first public appearance after uh, winning the leadership of the Conservatives, he the first thing he told us was he was going to stay on board with uh, globalist activities when it came to climate change and just openly admitted he's part of the system, which isn't a surprise which kind of ties into what I was telling you guys earlier that none of these guys in this echelon, guys or gals, they're all plants. They're all part of a, a conglomerate. Canada is still under the iron grip of the globalists. We'll just use that terminology right now rather than complicating it. So there's a very good chance, let's say the Conservatives get it, that we are going to be facing the exact same things under the an O'Toole um, uh, government. So what are our options? Um, you know, we've, we've got a break in the madness right now because of this election. So that none of this stuff is going to happen until the end of September when the election is over. If the Liberals get the majority, they're going to be extremely aggressive on this. Extremely. So how do we fight them? We do exactly what Pat King did. Now, and what I'm getting at is we fight them in their own arena with their own rules. We get them to admit more. Um, you know, and uh, this, this thought pattern is coming from Tory. You know, I'm, I'm listening to her, uh, what she says south of the line. We can adopt the exact same thing here. You know, we've got our foot in the door already with uh, the admission in Alberta, for the, thanks to Pat King, that they do not have, they cannot provide the evidence that he was requesting, which was a purified sample of COVID-19. So we know right now that they, they do not want to, f the more that they, the more that, so if Justin Trudeau goes down this route, let's say he gets reelected and he goes down this route and he's going to block us from travel, he's going to block us from doing uh, the basic necessities of life uh, or enjoying life. Uh, these are uh, charter infringements, but most of all, th this is medical discrimination. So wherever you are discriminated against because of your medical uh, status, which is what they're trying to do, sue them, take them to court. What do you got to lose? The more we can get this in front of the courts, you know, not every single judge in Canada, regardless of our Supreme Court, not every single judge is corrupted. There's just no way. There's no way. All you need is one victory. And the reason why I'm saying that is because look at what happened with one victory in the U.S. One victory caused the Arizona audit. One victory. We only need one. So if this actually goes this way, no matter who gets in power and we're put in a position where we're on our heels, it feels like you're on your heels. Like it feels like for the last year and a half, we've been doing, playing nothing but defense. Those of us that are awake to this whole fucking scam and uh, control tactic. It feels like you're on your heels, but why, what, since when have people like us ever backed down from a fucking fight? Now I'm not promoting fighting. What I'm getting at is we have the mentality, well, let's fight in their arena then. Let's take it to them. Let's dance with them over there. Let's go into court. <clears throat> or bring them to, you know, now that we've got the one admission, we can bring them to our arena and start just making them admit stuff. <laughs> so maybe you'll lose your case. You know, maybe you, maybe you throw up a lawsuit, you know, medical discrimination, you, you lose your case. The next guy will learn, the next guy or girl will learn, okay, you can't play it this way. I, I, what, I'm, what I'm suggesting is if we start getting under a completely fascist government, which is very likely, then we got to fight it. We got to fight it in the courts. 
And, and there's so many avenues that we can fight, but we've got to start communicating and learning from each other if it goes this route. So I'm actually kind of excited because, you know, you could, you could take these people out in their own arena. And what I want to see is the people that have fought this from the very beginning, the people that have tooth and nail fought this, you, me, and Chef, and Todd, and everyday average folks that are just, you know, intelligent people that are just standing up and saying, no, what I'm, go what I'm gonna strive for is when this whole thing plays out, that title, that self-proclaimed title that they have put upon themselves, elite. I'm gonna start calling people like Chef and Todd, elite, elite Canadians because they fought it right from the beginning. They never once bought into the bullshit of this whole thing. Not, not, just, not just COVID, the pandemic, the scam, but we've, we've seen right through it right from fucking climate change. I mean, the, the, the carbon sequestered in Saskatchewan alone just by tilling the earth every year and not to mention this private province is 80% fucking forest. We're carbon negative and every province is like that. Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, all of us, every single one. We've got, we've, there's more carbon sequestering than there is actual pollution. It's so like, I mean, you can prove that in every Canadian province. You can prove it, but they just don't want to face up to actual facts and science. They're running on a pseudoscience. So, I mean, the fight is there. <laughs> it's just going to take, we can no longer sit back. Just like the fellas got into Trudeau's face. If this goes this way, well, let's fight them. Let's fight them on every front. Every average person needs to be standing up and taking them to court for medical discrimination or violating their charter rights of travel. You have the right to travel. You have the right to travel wherever the fuck you want on this fucking planet as a Canadian and return to your country. Now, individual countries and rules, okay, that's a little bit different. But you always have the right to return to your own country as Canadians. They've been violating that with specific people that bought into it. Chris Skye was the first one to come back and just say, nope, <laughs> I'm not playing your bullshit fascist games. And we learned from him. That, holy crap, look at that. You don't have to buy into this crap. You know, I'm still kind of banking on a little bit on the fact that this is a threat. Now, you know, they're trying to mandate it with health uh, care pr practitioners Canada-wide. Um, very bad move, um, simply because this. Across Canada, they have pretty much bankrupted the healthcare industry and, and brought it to its knees for way longer than COVID. They like to say it's a COVID, you know, it's all because of COVID, but you and I can probably remember 10 years ago, uh, especially in Saskatchewan, it's brutal here. 10 years ago, I could go into Regina General and it was a freaking zoo. There was people in the hallways bleeding all over, people screaming. It looked like the worst night on an ER episode you've ever seen any day of the week in Regina General. At, for 10 years plus so don't give me this it's the covid crap causing all this shit it's been like this for 10 to 15 years because the saskatchewan government hasn't funded healthcare properly in this province for years now you turn around and see that these, these governments can fund a mass vaccination rollout to the tune of billions hundreds of billions of dollars and all that crap that they said they didn't have the money for before was all a lie because it's a for those of you that are aware of fractional reserve banking and central banking and all that, you know it's a complete scam anyway. They were just choosing to bankrupt specific areas on purpose. <clears throat> As you can tell, I'm ranting quite hot. I didn't actually expect this show to be a rant. I had, um, oh man, I've got three CBC articles that we were going to go through, so I guess in a way it was going to end up like this anyway. <laughs> but it's just, you know... To get back to the original point, <clears throat> I've actually, while, while I was ranting, I looked up, uh, you know, what it costs to basically file a lawsuit in Canada. Now, this is going to be beyond some people. Uh, if you go the lawyer route, I'm sure you could do it on your own. But if you, if you choose to, um, you know, play a, pay a retainer for a lawyer and file a lawsuit against Canada for a violation of rights. Now, think, keep in mind, you've got the Justice Center for Constitutional Affairs in Canada, which would probably take on your case if you had a valid case, which they're going to be flooded. They're absolutely going to be flooded. So that'll be a class action that might not cost you anything. Um, so really, realistically, all you'd have to do, if, let's say, you know, and I think the, the government's going to go even further. I think they're going to restrict travel from province to province, a, a driving. Uh, I think they're already preparing for that. 
Um, so they're restricting your travel within Canada, which is a uh, charter violation. So, um, but just looking at what it costs, if you were to do it on your own, and let's say you have the money available to do it, you're looking at about ten to twenty-five thousand to uh, take a lawsuit through the traditional litigation process and trial. Um, so these aren't uh, these aren't small claims; these are going to be big ones, and the federal government will fight you all the way then you could consider you could you could be looking at considerably more uh to go all the way to the supreme court but keep in mind what i was saying earlier you only need one win on a, even a provincial level to start getting information out of them i guess i guess in a way it's an it's a call to action for all of us to maybe start even foia requests um maybe i'll look into um freedom of information requests uh, to the government of Canada for for an isolated, uh, you know, more more and more of us uh, should do that. An isolated um, uh, sample of COVID nineteen uh, to prep for this, because <laughs> if you already had that in your possession, um, and actually that has been posted, so maybe I could find it and put it on the p- the pages for you guys um, when when the day comes. Because I mean, like I said, we've got a break in the madness here because of this election. The Liberals now. Uh, their best, their best chance at a majority is right now, which is why they did it. Um, I fully think that because um, things are moving slowly with Dom- Dominion, the Dominion lawsuits are going back and forth now like crazy. Um, <clears throat> I think we're going to see Dominion in uh, the Greater Toronto area, the GTA. I, I do. I am convinced that there was two counties in the GTA uh, that were running Dominion, and those are the the two liberals. Because um, the GTA went predominantly conservative last election, except for two major ridings in the heart of Toronto. And that was enough to give Trudeau, Trudeau his minority government. So what I'm thinking they're going to do this round, the reason they're so confident and they called an election is I think they're going to deploy Dominion probably within Toronto, possibly Montreal. These are the two cities that determine the, uh, you know, the Canadian elections every time anyway. So, I mean, if that's the case, what we need to do is document that when, you know, people on the ground in Toronto um, need to really document the fact that, you know, and mail-in ballots. They're doing mail-in ballots, too. (laughs) So they're just going to mimic the U.S. fraud and and likely pull out a a liberal win anyway. So I guess it doesn't hurt to be prepared, um, you know, looking, looking at what we're facing here. If they do run an election scam just like the U.S. did this last election, well, then... We're going to be look facing a liberal majority, and we're going to see these what what we were talking about in this show happen. It is what it is. <clears throat> um, like I said, it's not it's not bad to be a guy that can throw punches from his heels. <laughs> so what? When this is all said and done, mark my words. When this is all said and done, we are going to steal a title from a family. Well, 13 families that have run amok on this this planet for thousands of years. And the self-proclaimed elite are going to be shunned from society. I hope permanently. And like I said, everyday average Canadians that never bought into one lick of this bullshit, right from this get-go, are going to earn the title of elite. And they're the people that will basically guarantee the survival of the human species on this planet. Anyway, my friends, so we just had a big show of ranting, which is great. Um, There was a lot of stuff I wanted to cover, so I'm going to try and get back on the air a little bit more frequently and cover some of the stuff that, you know, I'm watching. And uh, like I said, I I actually had three CBC articles that I wanted to go through on this show, but ah, it doesn't hurt to go off the cuff sometimes and get get emotionally involved in these shows. Uh, You know, it's it's just heating up. You know, the the climate is, (laughs) I hate to say it that way, my God. But just the political climate's heating up, what we're facing. Um, you know, the everyday average Canadian is being bombarded on every front. Now, now you are you don't even have the right to say my body, my choice. They're trying to mandate vaccines, yet they, they can still instill, they can still use that title or that sentence for when it comes to abortions. Like, you see the hypocrisy that is around you all day, every day? You're getting attacked politically. Now you're being labeled a domestic terrorist if you say what uh, rightfully should be said and you have the right to say you have the freedom of speech the freedom of thought but you're going to get labeled a domestic terrorist and be put on a fucking CSIS watch list for for speaking your mind oh boy anyway so just so I don't keep ranting 
forever. I'm going to end this show. <laughs> um, sorry for the gap in shows, you guys. Um, last week I was I'm I'm on the uh, our, the rodeo committee for my hometown. Uh, in here in southeast Saskatchewan, and uh, last last Friday we put on our rodeo, which was like incredible. Uh, we had record turnouts, record sales, record everything. It was uh, we broke every record we had. So um, here in the Scatch, people are 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 really happy to be getting out and and socializing again, which that's going to be taken from us, just like everywhere else in Canada this fall. You can see the build up already. We all knew it. We we've, we've seen it from across the pond. So it is my sincere hope that vaccinated and unvaccinated stand together for once in our lives instead of letting them split us apart and uh regardless of our differences stand up for free for freedom uh so anyway last week that's what kind of took me out last week and now uh just on a personal note my mom is uh back in the hospital and uh she's got health issues which i personally am uh kind of convinced are a result of this vaccine uh, she's she had a lot of underlying health conditions prior, so don't get me wrong. I'm I'm being very real about it. But just all of a sudden, after being double vaccinated with Pfizer, all of these problems are hitting her at once. And so obviously, I've got some concern going on there. So um, I do want to get more shows out, but because I've got a very important family member of my own now back in the hospital, I've got to uh, I've I've got to you know family comes first, and I'm, I know you guys will understand that, but. I, I do want to stay on the airways now a little bit more steady and get uh, <clears throat> uh, you know the stories that I'm I'm focusing on out to you guys and uh, on the record right so we can just pick them apart is the funnest part. <laughs> anyway, my friends, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Life Log uh, at Canadian Patriot Radio. Use the message button; it comes directly to me. Um, you can use email which is CanadianPatriotRadio at gmail.com. You can also sign up uh, for Telegram and find us on Telegram. It's uh, t.me backslash CanadianPatriotRadio. And if none of those tickle your fancy, you can um, find us on our website, which is CanadianPatriotRadio.ca. Thank you for listening to me rant, and sorry, like I said, for the gap um, in shows, but, uh, you know, life's duties sometimes call, and you got to do what you got to do. Until next time, my friends, with all thy sons, command. joining us for another episode of Canadian Patriot Radio. CPR is not filmed before a live studio audience. If you like the show, friends, make sure you give us a thumbs up and share us on all your social media platforms. Until next time, take care.